Welcome back to the Slasher Siblings Podcast. I'm your co-host, Cicely. And your host, Hayden. And today we have a special guest. Drumroll. Xavier! Yo! That's me. Hello. What's up? Um, nothing. How are you guys doing today? Great. How are you? Good. <laughs> uh, our question from last week was... Christian Bale played Patrick Bateman, the homicidal main character in the 2000 film American Psycho, based on which book by which American author? It sounded really hard for you. Yeah, it was. The top one. Oh. Brett Easton Ellis. Woo, whoever got that and didn't Google nice. it. Congratulations. Good job. If you Googled it, you get on out of here. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we have X here today, my nephew, not from Sicily. Oh, <laughs> nope, definitely uh, not. So this this young guy here, <laughs> this picked, young fella, picked this movie because he said he hadn't seen it. Uh, what? That was a long time ago, like yeah, almost over like a year. Over a year ago, we watched it, and uh, he said he really liked it and wanted to do it on the podcast. So here he is today. Here we are. Howdy. And now he's gonna tell you what movie it is today. Yeah, today we are going to be speaking about Hereditary. It was made in 2018. It's rated R, two hours and seven minutes long, and got a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb. And for those of you wondering what it's about, it's about a grieving family who's haunted by tragic and disturbing occurrences. Right, so I really like this movie. It's one of, well, it's an A24 movie. I'm a huge fan of A24, as we've discussed when... Whenever we talked to uh, Evan, whenever we did The Witch and Midsummer, which is actually probably my favorite movie by A24, Midsummer. Anyway, they make really, they're pretty good with their horror movies. Yeah, I haven't seen In my opinion. I haven't seen too much by them, but I will most definitely dive deeper into their catalog of movies. You'll want to. Midsummer, The Witch, uh, X. Has Kid uh, Cudi yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one, they have a whole bunch. I haven't seen X yet. I haven't either. I want to though. So, do you have anything you want to say before we get into? Before we dive down deep yonder. Well, yeah. I mean, this movie isn't necessarily a more horror-directed movie. It's like sound horror, if you know what I mean. Like the sounds, the and the soundtrack of this movie get you the most scared and. It, it really puts, like, butterflies in your stomach. It's not necessarily something that would, I don't know, jump scare you, yeah. but it's a pretty good movie. Well, most of the actors say it's more of a family drama rather than a horror movie. Because, I mean, there's a lot of family problems going on, and there's not, like, a huge presence of ghosts or polar yeah. ghosts or anything like that. Yeah. There's not, like, a constant presence. It's just supposed to make you feel uncomfortable while the family's fighting each other, basically. Yeah. Pretty much. So, do you have anything you want to say? Um, first time I watched this movie, I had to pause it halfway through. I was just really freaked out. But that's a good thing, you know? Yeah, for sure. Job. But I really like this movie. I think I've only seen it, like, a handful of times, but when I do watch it, I get pretty invested. Oh, yeah. You, you kind of have to sit and watch the whole movie. Yeah. You can't really stop and go do something and yeah. be like, oh, I'll watch it tomorrow. Yeah. No, like, you have to watch the whole movie. You have to sit movie. there and watch it. Yeah, yeah. like, it, it takes your attention and, yeah. like, locks it in. I also like the uh, amount of foreshadowing in this movie. Like, oh, there's yeah. multiple occurrences yeah. where it foreshadows what will happen. It's like, hey, you don't know what this is about yet, but you're you gonna. Will. Yep. Okay, so let's uh, dive in here. I like the opening about the mom's death and it's it has that little you know snippet it's like oh it just it was like her obituary or whatever yeah. i really like that they added that in there it didn't just throw us in oh mom's dead yeah and it was just like here here's her obit <laughs> the attention to detail with the uh, dollhouse in the beginning like how the mom made the dollhouses and everything. yeah exactly oh, yeah. that was my next okay that was two down the next one was the shot of the treehouse through the window. Uh -huh. yeah. I really liked the way that they filmed that because it was like almost like Charlie was like looking out. Later in the movie, we find out that she wasn't Charlie the whole yeah. time, but it was like seeing from like Charlie's eyes out to the treehouse and how 
the person that ends up possessing her is like trapped in her body yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And then the transition from dollhouse to real house. Yeah. That, that was, was so cool. Yeah, the, that was pretty cool. The director had a big, you know, thing. He was very adamant about the miniatures that were made for this movie, the mini house, the mini people, stuff like that. And it was just such a cool part to this movie where it was it was like perfectly aligned to where he just walked straight in from the miniature house. Yeah. It almost yeah. looked like it was, you know, in the miniature house uh-huh. pretty much. I re- I really like the way that they did that. And then it's very clear that Annie, the mom of the kids, had a very tough and hard relationship with their mom. Yeah. They made it very evident right away. Mm-hmm. It was because she was saying, oh, I don't think that she'd like it very much about with me talking about her, stuff like that, and how she was very secretive and private and stuff like that. So it was very obvious that she was like, she didn't hate her mom, but she also didn't get along with Yeah, her she wasn't a huge fan. Right. Same, I think same with the rest of the family, because um, later after, like, the funeral scene is over and, like, Charlie draws the dead grandma on her notebook because she's freaking weird um, <laughs> she uh, the dad walks into peter's room and peter's just chilling there playing his guitar and he's not disturbed or sad about anything that's yeah. happened like yeah. he, he he's not clearly not bothered yeah yeah nothing changed for him and like he said uh how you feeling he's sad and he's like yes but no, no. he's like yeah. no i get it i understand yeah. so it's a very understanding thing with that family that their grandmother wasn't like the big, greatest person yeah. yeah they weren't she wasn't necessarily a big figure in their life right well i mean they lived with her or she lived with them rather but like it was very clear that she didn't have like a meaningful part part at in all life. in the family yeah. and the scene with who's gonna take care of me with charlie mom's talking to charlie mm-hmm. i felt really bad for the mom in that part because like throughout the movie she talks about her mom and she wishes charlie was a boy blah 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 and all that other stuff but i feel real bad because she was like who's gonna take care of me like her mom you know wasn't there yeah or something yeah. like she tried mm-hmm. just the grandma like forced her to be like no she's mine what are you doing mm-hmm. yeah, i just thought that that was kind of a i felt bad for annie yeah another thing about this movie is like they make you feel how some of the certain characters are feeling. They put you in that situation that like dives into your mind, making you like, "What if this happened to me? What if, is this yeah. kind of like yeah. my relationship?" Yeah, yeah. It, it it does a really good job at that. Right. And then seeing the mom and the model, it was it's like seeing the mom like the weird one. You know what I mean? She's like in the bed with the baby and it was like foreshadowed earlier she goes you know grandma wouldn't even let me feed you she had to feed you yeah that was weird so at that point we just thought you know baby bottle yeah not but no the model shows that she was actually feeding her from her own tit which doesn't make (laughs) sense because she was like old i mean i'm i don't know i don't anatomy all that well but i think think it's there forever I don't think it is, Hayden. No? I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. I don't know much about lactating. Not, you don't know anything your about mother, her. And I, I only well, know never. being a dog mom, but I don't think but you I'm, lactate for your life. I don't th- no, I don't. but I don't think it like goes away. I, I think, think you just stop I, making I think it. when you're that age, because she was older, like yeah. probably like 60, 70, you're not fucking lactating. No. So it was kind of... It was obviously right away from very f- from odd. the jump. It was a very odd thing, <laughs> yeah. just like, and the way she said it too was like, "See, my mom made me get like she needed to feed you." I mean, later we find out why, mm-hmm. but like it was just so weird in that moment. You're supposed to feel weird about the grandma already. Yeah, and it was just like, okay, okay, Confirmed. this is weird. Why is? <laughs> Why is this woman... Definitely weird. Yeah, definitely so weird. I also want to bring up how Charlie doesn't look like anyone else in the family. Like, Not at all. Not at all. She looks kind of weird, which is like... It's like an insult to the actor, even though I don't have anything against Uh her. But, um... I think think the actor fit her really well, and, like, the description of her character matched 
the character she was trying to play in oh, yeah. the movie. Yeah. It, it was really good. Because, I mean, in real life, she definitely looks better. Yeah. But she has, um... But she has, you know, something. She has whatever, um... I don't know what disease it is or I don't know. what Do you know the, the kid from Stranger Things, Dustin? Yeah. That he has? Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. They have the same thing. I'm no just saying, like... And well, he, he... I mean, he's a cutie pie. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think she's pretty cute, too. I follow her on but TikTok. Like, I mean, like... In, in the ri- movie? In the movie, she's not too... I, I still actually think she's kind of cute okay. in the movie. But in real life, she definitely looks better than yeah. in the movie. I, I think she was portrayed to look like that just for the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the kids at school. So it shows that they don't have exactly, like, the greatest school life. Because they're, uh-huh. they're sort of outcasts, but they have, like, their small friend group. Charlie is definitely, like, the Major weird one outcast, in yeah. school. And uh, and it's not technically fair because she does have, you know, something have wrong have something wrong with her yeah, but like yeah. it just shows that like no one truly talks to her because you didn't see one time in school her talking to somebody yeah. other than like a teacher or somebody and i think she was actually the only character that didn't have any friends in the movie like out of the whole family oh uh-huh. had to have been well we didn't see steve's friends i guess the dad yeah but it's assumed that he has yeah. some some friends or something and then I want to talk about her going to a movie, which oh, is yeah. really the grief counseling. grief counseling. I find it weird that she didn't just say that. That she I mean, was like, "Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to go to grief counseling." She or, might be a little. She might be a little shy about it or embarrassed, yeah, but I'm, like, maybe they would want to go with you. I don't or, know though. Well, I, I mean, like she maybe was the, very alone for yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, I, I think another part of that is. I think she might have been the only one that had a tad bit of care mm-hmm. that her mom died. Uh, everyone True, else yeah. didn't seem, seem to be, be bothered. Yeah. But, but she was also talking about her trauma of growing up, too. That's the next part I wanted to talk about was that was the actual grief counseling. Like She's yeah. talking about, you know, my brother killed himself. Find out later that that's not exactly true. Um mom was very cold and distant and dad had depression starved himself to death yeah like she was talking a lot about the trauma so it it seems like it was like a mixture of like her childhood coming into like her mom's death kind of like a freeing thing because she wasn't sad yeah but she was yeah because she kind of looked like she freed herself from that kind of like prison sort of kind of being her daughter kind of may have made her feel like prison Mm -hmm. and then one of the foreshadowings that you said was the telephone pole they focus right on the telephone pole and watching it say the first time you're just kind of like that was weird why'd they just solely focus on that pole (laughs) later you find out very quickly why that pole was important earlier but and um what was in the beginning we i think we skipped this uh the grandma had like this a symbol s- necklace. Yeah. I-, I don't know exactly what to call it. It kind of looked like a menorah, like for Hanukkah, but it wasn't <laughs> necessarily that. Um, I-, I don't know what it was, but she had like this special symbol which recurs throughout the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Then there's the eating. They they went to the party. Charlie didn't want to go. Mom kind of made her go. I kind of hate that whole scenario. Yeah. That, like, obviously, he's they have a big age gap. Yeah. She didn't want to go. She was he 13. Didn't bring her. He was he should have been 17 or 18. Two different stages of life. Exactly. No reason she sh- I know he lied about the the barbecue. The I mean, barbecue, but he didn't plan on drinking anyway. Technically, he planned to smoke. Yeah, Let's he was smoking. <laughs> yeah, but, but he didn't plan on like driving immediately after yeah. anything like so he would have been fine, but yeah. But still, I don't think she had any business she definitely shouldn't and have he, told that was a lot of responsibility it, for him anyway it definitely yeah to, to go to a party and have and to like worry about a sister, sister that needs help being yeah. taken care of for the most she part she shouldn't have been no. and it gets all. brought up later how um the mom wanted her to go not necessarily her and it gets yeah. brought up it's and the true. mom gets furious i mean it's true she it's, did it, she yeah. made her go pretty much but eating the chocolate cake now I get it. Like, they had to be on top of her, you know, make sure she wasn't eating nuts and whatnot. But, like, you would think that she would know. 
I mean, yeah. You would think that, like, oh, there's something hard in the cake. Or just ask before you eat it. Yeah. Or if ask, you're that yes. Allergic. I mean, fair. He did say, go get some chocolate cake. Yeah. That's not necessarily his fault, I don't think, because she could have walked over, looked, and saw there were nuts in it. Yeah. Or as she was eating it, she could have, you know, tasted a nut in the first yeah. bite or something. Yeah. I mean, the whole cake is contaminated no matter what, but, yeah. like, she was eating, like, the whole piece of cake before yeah. she started to get her throat closed and stuff like that. Uh, Car and then there's the scene, he got up right away. Mm -hmm. He didn't say, oh, just, you know, go, he didn't try to make an excuse, like, go get a drink or yeah. Yeah, no. go outside, something like, he was like, what do you mean? And, like, he immediately got up and left. Uh -huh. It wasn't, like... No hesitation. No hesitation. So it was a good see. It was good seeing, like, he actually did care about her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He just didn't want her in the room while he was smoking weed. Yeah. To, understandably. Which, yeah, understandably. But it was just, like, he got up. Yeah. He didn't mess around. He understands. Mm -hmm. He didn't have the EpiPen. Yeah. It which he should have brought it yeah they should have brought it if it's that I th serious. if it's that serious if yeah i mean if if she does have a nut allergy and they're going to a party i think it's kind of like a given that they should bring it yeah I mean, like, just in case yeah. yeah anywhere for that matter that's what i mean saying. even you if it probably was, always have one on you just i mean if it even if it was at the school it was an actual barbecue i mean they're not going to accommodate for one person yeah you know mm. it's not like they know every allergy of every kid yeah and it's not like they knew that Charlie was coming. Yeah, exactly. So either in either scenario, probably should have been brought with. Uh-huh. I mean, but earlier at the funeral, they did forget to bring the EpiPen to the funeral. Yeah, they're not necessarily a responsible family, I don't think. No. Not, not in that aspect, A bit dysfunctional as well, because, like... You know what? It's probably because the grandmother's gone. She probably took care of all that stuff. Yeah. yeah she I, was probably yeah. the one that carried probably. around the EpiPen and stuff like that and yeah. made sure that she wasn't eating nuts. It was probably the grandma, and they're still trying to figure it out, probably. And there's a lot of family issues that go on even with uh, before the grandma died because it seems like everyone, like the kids specifically are antisocial with the parents. Yeah. Like, very uh -huh. antisocial. Now I want to talk about they're in the car, they're driving. This this is probably the second most scene. We'll get to the other scene. This is probably the second most scene that sticks in my head when I think of this movie. Yeah. There's two scenes specifically in this movie. This is the second one where they're, you know, he's rightfully scared, speeding down the road, understandably, like nothing up to this point was ent entirely wrong or i didn't get he's scared he's rushing her to the hospital what he didn't count on was the deer in the middle of the road as charlie had her head out the window uh -huh. and smacks into the telephone pole the telephone from the telephone pole from earlier that was foreshadowed <sighs> that scene is rough that's rough i couldn't imagine being him could you imagine if that was us it, i couldn't <laughs> imagine sitting in the driver's seat and you yeah. In that situation, I, I'd probably act exactly like him. Yeah. Just distraught. Yeah. Unable, unable to comprehend what was going on. That's like just completely terrified. Intense. That was an intense scene, and it was like up until this point, it wasn't necessarily intense yet. No. It was not like really. zero to a hundred in quick. half a second. And I think that's what brings the beauty of the scene because. It really made my stomach drop, and I was I was just... I mean, there's, there's like, the foreshadow, but you didn't understand. Yeah. And then that happens, and it takes you, like, ten minutes to understand. Yeah. Like, you don't... You, you're like uh, Peter. Yeah, you're, you're not thinking. It. You're processing. You're like, what just, just happened? happened? And that guilt, uh, that guilt would be immense. That and, would be terrible. Oh, yeah. Not to mention, like, that whole ride home... He was not close to home. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to sit in that car thinking about what just happened for a very long time. Yeah. And then, like, the the slow walk up to his bedroom. And then he sat awake until morning. That was at least, like, close to eight hours of him just sitting there. Yeah. Waiting for Them the to inevitable to happen. Yeah. And, 
I mean, it was just, that's a lot to deal with. And you can see the change in his face. Like, it's not necessarily, like, a, it's not a lot of change, but you can see the subtlety of, like, his mood whenever his mom walks out and, like, looks in the back seat of her car right. and screams. And then there's the moment where he, like, quit, he was, like, looking in the rear view and he, like, got a glimpse of her coat mm-hmm. and he looked away real quick. That's, like, such a accurate description of any i've obviously never been in that situation but i can just thinking in his mind that's exactly what would happen like you would like want to look but then you can't because then it would be real oh you couldn't you have to process this first you know so it was like that was a really rough scene for everyone acting peter yeah us the viewers like for everyone that's such a hard scene the first time i watched it i was like holy shit wow. yeah <laughs> that just happened and then she's you know finds the body starts screaming there's the scene where she's on the floor and it like sees peter right outside the door listening yeah, he's just like standing there motionless just like but there's the shot of her head yeah, yeah that was nasty That's her gross. head got screwed up her was jaw covered. was broken her eyes were popping out her nose was definitely like ripped off nearly covered in flies ants those were ants ants just eating the crap out of her face and obviously the ants become an important thing later Mm -hmm. Uh you know with the trail and stuff so that kind of is foreshadowing right there with the ants but without being obvious about it also uh, we skipped over how the grandmother's body was dug up from the cemetery oh yeah, yeah like they didn't he didn't want to tell her you know i mean i get it you know didn't want to worry her so that that's understandable but it was just who i mean obviously we find out that it was the cult that did it but mm-hmm. like who just goes around digging bodies up other than like grave robbers to steal yeah. the crap they were buried with but still and then there's the weird things start and like you know there's they're hearing the clicking you know yeah, like and, how charlie does with tongue and there's just like weird presences in the house and it's obviously geared towards peter because he's the one that did it clearly and it's also as we find out later he's the he's the new host that they want so mm-hmm. kind of makes sense and there's his throat's closing they're all under the bleachers smoking and his throat starts to close Uh that's another weird thing that started to happen it was just why is it he's never had reactions before yeah why is it all of a sudden starting now and then she's just sitting in the car in her car and he pulls up on the bike and drops the bike and just stands there he's like contemplating if he really wants to go in he's like i don't know if i can do it I have all this guilt for killing yeah. my sister, blah, blah, blah. And she's just sitting there watching him. It's like, that's weird. I get it. She's mad at him. Might be upset with it. It's an accident. I get like, I get you don't just get over it, but like blaming one certain person for an accident like that, especially, especially your son, your son who already feels like complete shit over it. He is distraught this whole, from that point forward, he is completely screwed. Yeah. The whole movie. He's just, he feels completely terrible. And that's why I understand when Steve got mad at her for making the model later, which we'll get to that too, obviously. And then there's the scene where Joan shows up. She's sitting outside uh-huh, yeah. and wants to leave. And Joan's like, here, take my number if you ever want to talk. I was like, and that's kind of what the group's for. Yeah. And it's obvious later why she why was so she adamant about yeah. doing this. Yeah. But like, it was like, you're kind of weird just to come up to this lady you don't have any reason to know her or she was she was very meticulous with how she was going to be manipulative mm-hmm. she's like my son died after um what's her name annie mentioned that her daughter was killed and that's what really put annie on the hook like and the huh. thing is my son and grandson died right yeah was this sacrifices were they sacrifices instead of just dying in a car wreck or something yeah do we find out later? I didn't even think of that, but that I mean that could possibly be son it. and grandson sort of. Yeah. And then talking to Joan, 
they're sitting in the house, you know, discussing this whole thing about, you know, what happened with her son and grandson. And then the paint thinner story. Such a... I feel so bad for Annie, too, in some points in this movie. Like, she, she obviously is distraught about nearly killing her kids the first time. And, like, that's just such a rough story. Could Very you imagine good. sleepwalking and then waking up to you holding a match and, like, basically dumping gasoline yeah. on your kids? Then again, what what if the grandma had something to do with do that? With that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I because too. I don't think you just dump paint thinner, which is highly flammable, all over your children, grab a box of matches, and... Yeah. Nah, that's not normal. <laughs> that's definitely not normal. Definitely something I do while I'm sleepwalking. <laughs> yeah, oh, for, for sure. sure. And now is the model of the accident. I understand. I get where Steve's coming from, where he's like, what would you do if Peter saw this? Like, you already know that he screwed up from the accident. It was uh -huh. an accident. Just let it go. I mean, it's not easy to let it go. I get it. But, like... Don't recreate it. Don't recreate it. Yeah. That's something that you're just going to... You're going to end up having your son kill himself now. Yeah. Just by making a model of the accident. I get it. It's her way of coping. And, I mean, it's her office area, so I would hope that he wouldn't just walk in there. And check yeah. it out. At least for yeah. his sake, I would hope. But that's not... He's already been through so much. I know. Yeah, he does need to see that. Next, I want to talk about the fight at the table. They're sitting at dinner, wow. and they start yelling at each other. And that's where it comes up that Charlie didn't even want to go to this party. Yeah. Like, you made her go. It's not like I forced her to come with me or was like, hey, your friends are going to be there. No, like, I didn't want to take her. I just took her as a courtesy because I love my sister. Yeah. And you asked her to go with me. It's not like she absolutely wanted to go. Not only that, I she she claims it was an accident but then goes on to like Im subtly imply that it was his his fault, fault. like that i don't know i get it like i said before you know she's upset she lost her daughter and but like you can't just sit there and blame peter for it i know you want to blame somebody but it was an accident yeah it's not like he purposely tried to whack her head off or anything. Like, he was driving to the hospital. That's why his speed was so high. And, like, now we can think that maybe the cult had something to do with the deer in the middle of the road or mm -hmm. something. Yeah. And he just... he Did you want him to hit the deer? I mean, yes, he could have went left instead of right, but when you're in that situation, yeah, you, you, you see a deer in the middle know. of the road... You're you not just, thinking. You, you, no, you're just doing whatever... I mean, who wants to drive into uncommon oncoming traffic anyway even if no one's on the road yeah i think your safest bet would have been be to, to go right. right so she's blaming him basically for the wrong things in my opinion yeah and uh now the the seance and the chalkboard mm. so it's kind of like a weird scene to see they did it really well from oh, yeah. a directing and special effects standpoint uh-huh it was really cool to see, like, her hair move. The cup to slide across the uh, table. The chalk writing itself, I love mm -hmm. you, Grandma, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, that was a very cool scene from a special effects standpoint. Yeah. But it was a very uncomfortable scene, seeing how uncomfortable Annie was in the situation. She's like, no, no, it's okay. This is my grandson. Like, okay. okay. I think that's also where you start to realize how... Joan is is up to something. Like, well, to there's no that good. scene where she's like, "I want to leave," and he, she goes, "What? Like, let her you, leave? Let her leave? Like, why are you acting?" Oh, yeah. It was obvious that so yeah, she was. This was for yeah, the she, and cult. She's like but telling her to stay. She's like, "No, no, 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 no! It's okay, it's okay. I've done she's this." Obviously, gaslighting and manipulating. Yeah. Her. yeah. And now, there's one thing I did have a question about, but thinking a little more into the theory kind of makes a little bit more sense was Joan said that for the seance the whole family has to be there so how does she do the seance without her son and grandson and any other member of her family because... or with any exactly so there's two theories one was that that was the only son and grandson she had so so she doesn't have she doesn't to. need yeah. them 
also Peter is the new vessel for the the king of hell that they're trying to bring uh -huh. back. Yeah. So maybe she said the whole family has to be there so that Peter will be there instead of just saying, "Oh, your son Peter has to be with you." And yeah. that's why it, it's um she tried to get Peter maybe Charlie inside Peter's body instead of Annie's which is comes later in the movie. Well, King Payman can only go into a male's body. But it mm, that's yeah. why I was saying about uh, the son and grandson. Maybe they were sacrifices. King Payman didn't, you know, couldn't their bodies couldn't handle him. Yeah. So maybe they were sacrifices. Yeah. And this is also another manipulation by Jones saying your whole family has to be there, so that there's a way of saying, without saying, Peter has to be there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Get your husband and your son, because they the whole family has to be there. That, that's probably the most plausible theory. Right. Okay, so then there's the mom and everyone starts hearing Charlie's clicking. Uh-huh. While, I mean, while they're driving. I mean, there's the scene where she's sitting at the light, and then all of a sudden there's the click, and she starts, like, crying and stuff. I couldn't imagine you hearing the thing. I mean, it could have been, you know, the depression making her hear things because she misses her daughter. But it's also one thing, like if you're just hearing random, you know, stuff, like you just hear your daughter's clicking while you're driving. Yeah. It's a weird because if anybody else was with you, they'd think it's weird. If but you by yourself, you're just like, oh, okay. maybe I'm just depressed. I miss my daughter. Yeah. So it was like another manipulation in a way, saying like, "Oh, you miss your daughter, you think, but we're actually trying to drive Guess you insane." <laughs> and then there's the ants on the bed. She wakes up to all the ant, the bed just covered in ants. And there's the trail the whole way down to Peter's room, and it's just imagine seeing like your son's face covered in ants like that. Yeah. Yeah. I would have the same reaction as she did where she was standing there like horrified mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine I couldn't imagine seeing something like that and then like she snaps and she's awake but not necessarily awake and she accidentally blurts out to Peter in her I never wanted to be your sequence. mother yeah I never wanted to be your mother and could you imagine it would be terrible and he starts crying and then he he bursts into flames more foreshadowing and more it's I, I can't tell if it's foreshadowing or a, a past well, reference. it seems like it's more of a reference seeing how she told the paint thinner story yeah from earlier uh -huh. and like her nightmare is like making that actually happen and like he, playing on her guilt in a way and he like starts crying he's like <laughs> and then like she actually wakes up like, that's just, I don't know. That's awful yeah, to say in your dreams like that. That's probably one of the worst nightmares. That, I mean, not necessarily, but that's a pretty bad nightmare to have. Yeah. And then there's her starting her own seance. It's probably a bad idea to start this in the first place. Yeah, just seeing it from this point of view, it's kind of probably a bad idea. But she doesn't understand from that moment that hey this isn't this isn't a good thing yeah you know obviously you know hindsight's 2020 mm -hmm. and then I, I thought it was funny she wakes up you know peter and steve they come down for the seance and everything and he looks at the note he's like it's so funny the way he says it it's like what language is even that <laughs> that's the way he said it it makes me laugh anytime and that's like the only time in this movie that i actually laugh yeah because it's just it's a very good movie i love this movie but it was just like so funny it was just, what yeah. language even is that yeah <laughs> or is even that it is what language is even that it's just so funny and then there's the moment they did the seance and then you can see her get possessed yeah like the her facial uh -huh. chain right before she has like that growling noise or whatever but like she she visibly changes right in front of everyone and in, in front of the viewer's face and her voice changes as well yeah yeah she changes to like charlie's voice which mm -hmm. is 
insane. Could you imagine? I know. And then there's Peter and Skull. So this scene, obviously everyone knows the scene that has seen it, but like, yeah, this scene is rough too because he's sitting in school, and he just starts seeing that blue light, the Charlie's blue light thing, and he looks in the reflection, and his reflection's smiling back at him, that's which is step so number one freaky. of weird shit that's happening, and then it's the scene where. He smacks his face on the table. So it's obvious that Charlie was making him do this because he started clicking himself. And you know, the hand shooting a three pointer. Uh huh. And then. <laughs> it's like Vecna. That's so funny. It, it kind of looks like yeah. it. Just, <laughs> and uh, he smacks his face off the table. That's such a, a, a hard scene to watch because he's like, he's almost being beaten yeah. off the desk like several times because. You know, he does the weird face thing, and then all of a sudden he gets his the side of his head smashed onto the table, and then back up, and he breaks his nose right on the yeah. table. In front of everybody. In front of everyone. That, just a, that's embarrassing. B, True. imagine the other students. I, cu- I couldn't even... Imagine seeing that in school. I'd shit my pants. <laughs> you oh. probably would. But that's, that's such a rough scene to watch, because you gotta just think of it, like, from Peter's point of view. That's that's rough. It's sad. And there's the Charlie drawing. At the same time that this is all happening, she's drawing on the notebook and it's just flipping page by page by page, just drawing Peter's face over and over and over and over yeah. again. That's from the mom's point of view. That's got to be rough too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what actually leads her to try and get rid of the book. Yeah, exactly. And that's trying to burn the book now. He's sitting there. She's sitting there and <laughs> throws the book in there. And her arm just catches on fire. That's insane. Like wild. And just th- just to think that like you're burning this thing that is technically possessed and causing these things to happen. And all of a sudden you're on fire. Yeah. And obviously she gets it out and puts the fire out and she's not burning anymore. Then Peter's back at school and Joan is like yelling at him from across the street. Yeah. Like, that was such a weird that scene. Was it weird was obviously too. another. You will be expelled. It's obviously another cult. Uh huh. Uh, cult. I don't know the word, but it's obviously the cult talking to him. But, like, he's never seen Joan. We don't know where Joan went or anything. Like, it's just so yeah. weird to see that from a school a schoolyard. And he tries to go back and, um,. To her apartment, but it's locked, and then it shows. Yeah, it goes like exactly. We don't know. Shot. We don't know what happened to her. Yeah, and there's like just a, saw the you know the, the triangle science. carved into the table with Peter's eyes cut out of the picture. And you know, yeah, the Peter hits his face, and then there's the body in the attic. So this whole movie, we were wondering where the body went. We didn't know that if someone took it, someone. You know, did whatever, or, you know, the body was possessed and it got out itself, or what. We had no idea what was going on. And all of a sudden, it's sitting up there in the attic. Mm-hmm. Buzzing away with flies. Disgusting. And there's the symbol, you know, written, or the phrase written above it about, yeah. for, for the cult. I actually, um, what was it? Once Steve gets home, how does the mom know that the body's been dug up? Because, like, he's... He mentions it to her like this is why I didn't want to tell you and then she like starts freaking out and didn't like ask wait you knew that my mom's body was dug up like to be honest with you in that situation if I'm in that situation that's probably the least important thing yeah like that he didn't tell her so I just found my mom's headless body in the attic and there's flies on Oh, do I don't know. I don't I want to I don't want to be put in that situation don't don't get me in that situation (laughs) mom don't do it. She throws the notebook in the fire, like for real. Puts. She the... dumps gasoline on it. She wants Steve to throw it in. And. That was intense. Was, that was intense. His whole body just catches on yep. fire. And it's just like, who saw that coming? Oh my Tell god! Tell me that one was person insane. that knew that part was coming. Because no when she grabbed the book out of his hand and threw it in, you would think that she'd be catching on fire. Yeah. But nope, it was him. And just, I wonder why it picked him and throwing it in, actually, like, actually throwing Maybe it in. Maybe as punishment. 
because Maybe. she didn't, they didn't, or whatever spirit or whatever uh-huh. didn't want her dead just yet. Now, or like root rules weren't being followed or something. Now we're yeah. getting to the start of the scene that sticks in my mind every time I talk about this movie. It's Annie on the wall. Yes. Behind her. It's not it's not the scene that sticks in my head, but this is the start of it. Yeah. Annie's on the wall behind Peter. And she crawls uh-huh. across the wall when he tries and to then look. She, like, floats away. Yeah, like that's That was very unsettling. That was so unsettling. Thank you. I couldn't it's I didn't I was so trying to formulate unsettling. a sense. Who's like was Charlie in her body, do you think? It, because well, we'll get to that after the last one because okay. it, it really explains it after the ending. And then there's the scene where Peter's down and looking at his father's burned body, right? And then she's like hiding in the corner and up on the on the ceiling. And then there's the naked guy in the doorway. The scene it it, it probably scares everyone their first time, but it scared the crap out of me. Where Annie's in a different corner of the house, and then all of a sudden she starts chasing him just out of yeah. nowhere, and he just runs away. You Gets know, up in the attic. And yeah, like. He's like yelling, you're like, Mom, stop! And then it cuts to a shot that you totally were not expecting. And no. she's like slamming her head off the attic door. Yeah. Like, that's... That's also very unsettling. That is just so unsettling. And watching her bang her head off the, the, the ceiling of the door is just... Everyone who watched that for the first time is just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. You have to think that in your head. There's and no other way to think about this movie other than that. And then once she stops banging uh, her head off of it, he turns around and then sees a ritual of him on where the grandma's dead body exactly. used to be. And that, that would be so freaky to witness in real life. Like, you seeing your picture on a ritual... Supposed with the eyes stabbed out? Yeah, most likely a satanic ritual, and you're just going crazy. And now is finally the scene that I keep talking about, that every time I tell someone to watch this movie, because I really like the movie, I'm like, you have to watch it. There's this one scene that really screws with me every time I see it, and it's the scene where the mom comes to the attic, and she's just sitting there sawing her own head off with the... The uh, emergency saw, the wire that's supposed to cut down trees. Yeah. And she's just sitting there sawing her own head off. And you can hear it, like, squelching and stuff as she's going through muscle. And then she hits the bone, and she gets really fast. And you can just hear it, like, sawing through the spine. It's just, like, the noises and the sound that's coming from this and, like, just watching it. And then all of a sudden you just hear... Yeah, the thud of her head. Peter jumps out the window and then, like, yeah, he's laying down in the garden, and then there's like, like it's just the noise in that scene always makes me so <laughs> uncomfortable. Exactly, <laughs> every time, and it's Ugh. just it, that scene always sticks in my head every single time. That's a rough someone. one. That's always the Ugh. first scene that comes to my mind. Obviously, that's good thing because you know that makes people talk about it. Yeah, and want, they're doing their job. They're doing their job. But man, does that scene never leave my head ever? And then, and then finally, you know, the, a little bit of an uncomfortable ending where, you know, the <laughs> mom's body is floating uh-huh. up into the treehouse, and and this is where Charlie actually takes over his body. Yeah. I think, I think, that Peter died from falling out yeah, of the oh window. Oh yeah, Peter's dead. I think he actually died there. Okay. And Char- then Charlie takes over the body before he truly, like, truly, like, disappears. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, before he actually has the final death, I guess you could say, is that he she takes over the body, walks him up in there, and there's just all these naked cultists standing around. Yeah. Two headless bodies on the floor of mom and grandma. Yeah. Charlie's and head Charlie's on decapitated head on top of, like, this toy robot-looking thing that yeah. looks like Charlie made. And, like, that's so unsettling and uncomfortable. But it also explains how... Charlie was Payman the whole time. Yeah. Because Joan says, King Payman, we have fixed, we have corrected your not great body. Like, Charlie was yeah. not an ideal body for He's like, Payman, Payman. The male host. Exactly. And, and now has Peter. And it's kind of like a left open, like an open ended. Yeah. Ending. And they're like, they're all saying like, hail payment, hail payment. It, it, it ends on an unsettling note. And oh, it's like, yeah. what happens next? Does payment take over the world? Does payment first want to let all the other kings of hell out? Like, what 
it just leaves you open to a whole bunch of different endings I really i i want to know what happens because there's so many different things that could have happened they literally could go anywhere could, like the movie could have just cut and then like peter gets shot in the head and dies <laughs> so like, it, yeah. it could be anything yeah did you notice well, when they were, um, when Peter was on his way to the treehouse, that there were a bunch of, like, naked people in the woods? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's... Could you imagine? Actually, I want to save it for a fear fact. I'll talk about it in a minute. Okay. But, uh, Sis, what do you want to talk about? And then we'll let him bring up his um, stuff. I just think it's a good one to watch every once in a while. Or, like, I think everyone should watch this movie at least once, you know? <laughs> Um, it's really good. Has some really intense scenes, though. Yes. And it's just a good. It's a good movie. It, it really it's is. honestly probably one of the like most unsettling movies I've ever watched. For sure. And it, the the head sawing part is not even the one that sticks yeah. in my brain the most. It's really? the it's the decapitation. Of, oh really? Yeah. That yeah. W- that's why I said that was the second one. That's for that's me, the it's, one it's when the I noise. when I think of that movie. That's the thing. That's the scene I think of when the he, decapitation. Yeah. yeah. So you have stuff you want to talk about, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, this isn't. This is a movie for everyone. I mean, like even if you're not a horror movie fan, which if you're not a horror movie fan, why are you here? Um, <laughs> but like, it's not <laughs> necessarily. <laughs> A, a scary movie it's an intense movie it, it's like a mind fucker <laughs> but um yeah it's a really really good movie i mean like i don't understand why the cultists were all nude and then there were like some n- like not naked people there like i th- well it, they were more so just covered with a sheet really yeah but but it, it's kind of like a cultist thing to kind of be naked for some reason. Yeah. I don't understand the don't cultist point of view of it. Like, I'm not I guess in a it's cult. more like... Uh, I don't know. Natural? I guess so, yeah. That you makes know what sense. I mean? Or like, no one's wearing clothes, so like everybody's... We're all comfortable, we're all... I guess, yeah. So I don't know, it's not like I am in a cult. There was, a, there was another question I had. I, w- I didn't know what you guys would think of it. Like, if Payman could only have... A male host body then what was payment doing if charlie was actually payment and then charlie entered her mom's body so that's two girls and then payment in the body and then it enters a freaking i Peter. think i think that he can possess anybody but he has to have in order to live and have his power he has to have one certain male host uh-huh. okay one strong male host which is another reason i thought maybe joan sacrificed her son and grandson to try and find that you know that perfect host yeah to payment but the son and grandson died because they couldn't handle payment yeah and then charlie was born as payment so he possessed the body of a girl and the mom and neither of them could handle him so it another thing i wanted to bring up is like it's never explained why uh, Annie's mom was a Satanist. Like, yeah, it's all it, up to speculation, but I don't know. Well, with that, do you have anything else you want to say? Or do you, we want to continue on? Um, it's just a really good movie. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can really continue is. on with that. Okay, so I have some fear facts, and I don't know if you guys knew all these or not, but so that scene where peter's smashing his face off of Uh i knew this before before the podcast but i there was a very long description about it so i just took a picture of it in an interview alex wolf explains that he wanted to actually break his nose for the scene where his character slams his head into a desk director ari aster respectfully declined that offer and told wolf they'd give him a soft cushioned desk for the scene when it was time for the scene to be shot, Wolf slams his head into the desk only to discover that the top was foam and the bottom was hard. He dislocated his jaw, which is a previous injury the actor has had for the scene. So really, well, he wanted to actually break his nose for the scene, which is just straight up commitment, mm-hmm. number yeah. one. And number two, he 
he dislocated his jaw, so he kind of got what he wanted. You know, yeah. He wanted to actually make this look real, and in a way, he it did. did. It convinced me, man. He did. And for my next one, the mom didn't want to do horror movies anymore. And the only reason she did Krampus and the other one, I forget the name of it, was she saw them as like black comedies rather than mm-hmm. rather than just straight up horror. Yeah. So she said that she didn't want to do dark movies anymore. Ex- however, she read the script for this movie and loved it so much that she couldn't refuse. Which I'm so glad that she did it because she was excellent in this yeah. movie. And it's her scene that sticks in my head. Yeah. yeah. The scene that with the sawing of her head, like that scene there, from the moment, you know, she gets possessed until that till the end is because of her. You know, climbing across the wall and, you know, running after Peter, just straight up the stairs and stuff. Like yeah. it's because of her that this movie sticks in my mind. Uh-huh. And especially those scenes. The director asked the kids, so I think her name was Millie. And his name is Alex. He asked them to go to dinner together, but in character. But as Charlie and Peter. Yeah. So they sat for three hours in silence of Peter trying to get Charlie to talk. So they were in character at dinner. And they sat there for three hours with Alex as Peter trying to get Charlie to talk to him. And she... Hardly talks in the movie, yeah. really, or has trouble talking to. The director wanted scares that were emotionally justified rather than jump scares. There's maybe one or two jump scares in the movie, but yeah. like he wanted like emotional scaring rather than just trying to scare you for the sake of being scared. And he did a pretty good job. He did very good rather than just trying to scare yeah. you. The film was shot in 32 days, which. <laughs> once again did a pretty damn good job for such a short filming process we've done a couple movies on this podcast where it was like 20 days 24 days 32 days like it's such a well shot directed movie that they were able to do this and they had great actors yeah yeah but they didn't need days upon days of reshoots and stuff this movie is included in the 1001 movies you must see before you die well deserved to be on there. Absolutely. What there's, number was it? Did, did it didn't say, oh, okay. but it's on the list. But it, it, there's many, many more movies than a thousand and one on this earth, mm-hmm. and sure. for it to be on the list is says a ton about the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. The cult symbol was on the telephone pole from the foreshadowing earlier in the movie. So it's kind of like watch it again and you'll see it thing. Uh The symbol was on the telephone pole when they foreshadowed it. Kind of like, it kind of seems like the cult was involved with it, but wasn't. Yeah. Because they didn't cause it to happen, but they were, they knew it was going to happen that way. Because it was, you know, foretold that way. And then for my final one, there was a shift, a, a day to nighttime shift in the movie. Where it was like one second it was day and the next second it was nighttime, uh-huh. if you remember. I think yeah, I think that was a scene after the dad got burned to a crisp. I think you might be right. It was either that or when Peter got home. No, I think you might. I forget when the scene was. Either way, when it shifts to nighttime, there's a bunch of naked cultists standing around. <sighs> The house. And then the one inside, like the first one you see, he has like that creepy smile. He looks like an ice cream man. Like he has a little <laughs> yeah. Charlie Brown curl on his head. But earlier so in the creepy. movie, you can see all the cultists standing around the house at night. Which is kind of weird. That's so weird. Yeah, it's... So, what, what do you rate this movie, X? Honestly, out of 10. I give it a 9. Yeah, okay. I was going to give it a 9. Too. I give it a 9 as well. I really, really, really enjoy this movie a lot. Uh-huh. It doesn't, it doesn't like, waste too much time explaining in excruciating detail what's going on. Uh-huh. It's just, like, infers it, and you kind of have to guess a little bit. Yeah. But it also gives you, like, context to it. And I feel like most of these shots, the foreshadowing was very well done. The, you know, imagery of, like, you know, the, the treehouse 
through the window and and it's just the way that the scenes happened they happened organically it wasn't forced or anything like that it was just really really well written and directed i think the actors were amazing all of them all well yeah there were background actors but i mean like all four of the family were fantastic Mm -hmm. she even did a great job you know being like this anti-social kind of yeah messed up little weird girl even even though she's not weird but what are your opinions what did did you like about the movie or disliked about the movie i thought the last 10 15 minutes were pretty weird and i think (laughs) though i think some of it was unnecessary i think they could have done a better job with like how everything unfolded i did like how the explanation that payment was charlie Charlie, but um I, I just found the last couple minutes to be really weird. And <laughs> it could have been explained better, which is probably the only reason I'd give it a nine, is just for like the last ten minutes or so. Yeah, the the last ten minutes were. I kind of just sat rough. there with my I mean, eyes wide open, and I was like. Mm. Five minutes of those ten minutes is rough to watch. Yeah. The head cutting scene. And, yeah. And like Peter jumping out the window and stuff uh-huh. like that, like that's really rough to see. Even when she's banging her head against the. Oh yeah. Oh, I oh, yeah. hate that, that weird. scene. But yes, the it's an unsettling, uncomfortable ending right there. The last five minutes of yeah. them going up into the treehouse and stuff like that—it's very uncomfortable, unsettling to to see that. So I get where you're coming with that. But I really liked it, and I liked it. It got the job done. Like. Oh, for sure. I definitely think about this movie. When people think like pe- when people talk about horror movies and like yeah. their favorite ones, I'm like you gotta watch this. This is this is on this is high on the list. Yeah, I honestly it has a lot of replay value to it. I think I can watch oh, yeah. it like yeah. I could watch ten it. more times. Yeah, and be like yeah, this is a pretty good. And movie. You, you can watch it like say ten times, and you can still pick up little things. Yeah, yeah there's, there's things. a lot of little details. Like it's not the very first time you watch it, you know every single thing yeah. about the movie. Like, I was picking up stuff, and that's probably the fourth time I've seen it. Yeah, you. it's really one of those movies you have to um, Watch more out. than once. But yeah. everyone should absolutely see this movie. I agree. So do you have anything else you want to say? Watch this movie. Watch it. <laughs> All right, so we I couldn't find any quizzes on this movie so sorry the first guest doesn't Dang. that doesn't get a quiz should have made one should have made one but uh will as a, like a gift or whatever for coming on and being our guest we will we're gonna let you pick another movie okay it'll be I forget the date but it won't be for a little bit we have mm-hmm. the rest of April lined up but the very first movie we do in March May. or May I mean the very first movie in may which one should it be i really hate to do this to you guys but i think it should be tusk we knew that was coming and we knew it was eventually gonna have to be done we've talked about tusk before oh this is gonna be Um, awful i'm I'm not not paying for for that (laughs) rubber was a million times better than tusk way better tusk is rough it's an all oh, i can't all right i mean we're gonna have to do mentally it. We, prepare for that one yes i'm not paying for it either i'm finding somewhere that has it free that is not a movie i will pirate the movie and like and whoever whatever streaming service has this movie and it's free what i'm are, going to question their leadership <laughs> why this movie anyway all right we'll I'll get, buy it we'll on get dvd into, for you guys thanks, thanks. <laughs> and now it. you'll be able to read next week's question which is the okay. bottom one there next week's question is what state does the film and comic book ministries 30 days of night take place perfect now do not be googling that i knew that answer i don't know why i looked Did you? But yeah can i see it yeah don't say it nice and uh we're gonna do what movie are we doing next week oh yeah we're doing the strangers next week so based on a true story yeah it is so makes it even scarier exactly that's a that's another rough movie that we're gonna get into there's a lot of information about the real story like there's a lot of true crime podcasts and documentaries that talk about the real story so i know i learned about like the real story of that first and then i heard about the movie and i was like oh god okay well maybe next week you can delve into the real story it's pretty interesting pretty pretty unsettling well, any last remarks from you two? 
perfect. Watch this movie, guys. Yep, absolutely. But don't watch it alone. And um, if you're really skittish, don't watch it at night. Maybe, like, evening. Maybe, like, early <laughs> evening before the sun goes away. I challenge you to watch it in your room alone on your bed with one leg, like... Oh, dangling out, off. Dangling off. Just uh, not like, under the covers. <laughs> not under the covers, yeah. And, if you um, do that... Keep your door closed. Props. Keep all the lights off. Just have the TV on. No, yeah. no open your doors. If open you can, your doors. That <laughs> makes it worse. worse. Oh, well, yeah. Shut all the lights off in your house. Open the doors. Open up your door just a little bit. Just and, enough uh, that just you'll a see a shape outside yeah. of it. <laughs> and watch this. And if you do that, congratulations. congratulations. You're like the bravest person I know. <laughs> I will never do that. Well, if that's all you guys have, we'll catch you next week with The Strangers. Catch you later. See ya. <laughs>